And now it's the show brought to you by Mountaineer fans for Mountaineer fans, the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into episode 184 of the CRW Podcast, and how fitting episode 184 to celebrate an 8-4 and four finish of the regular season for West Virginia here in 2023, following the thrilling 34-31 victory over the Baylor Bears in the final game of the regular season. West Virginia able to snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat there at the end of the game in thrilling fashion to come out and steal the win in Waco in the final game of the regular season. West Virginia finishes 8-4 and four overall and 6-3 and three in the Big 12 conference a top four finish in that big 12 conference for a west virginia team that was predicted to finish 14th leading into the season so definitely a great season a successful season overall the most wins a west virginia football team has garnered in over five years and obviously the most successful win total of the neil brown era here so we'll break down this game a little bit i want to provide some of my takeaways then we'll get into a stat review and take a look at some of the other results that happened around the big 12 here in the final week of the college football regular season, and it was a fun one, especially for us Mountaineer fans that were really treated to a thrilling finish that saw West Virginia come out as the victorious team here in the season finale, and we're excited to talk about it here on episode 184 of the CRW Podcast here for our Baylor Review and Reaction Edition. All right, so having said that, just wanted to share some of my takeaways from this Rainy day in Waco it was kind of a tale of two halves for West Virginia in which bad special teams play led to, you know, Baylor sticking around in this football game, which led to them having a strong second half and keeping this thing closer than it probably could have been and should have been, obviously. I know a lot of Mountaineer fans were not satisfied with West Virginia's performance, and rightfully so, especially in the second half of that football game. They really got outplayed. But the one positive that I take away from this that I keep going back to is something that I've, you know, noticed about this team and talked about throughout this season is they are super resilient. This team had an excellent resolve. Love the fight in this team. And especially, you know, you look at a guy like Garrett Green in clutch scenarios. He's been great this year in two-minute drives. And yet again at the end of the game, giving West Virginia a chance. You know, he did it earlier in the year. Let's think back to the Houston game. West Virginia scores with 12 seconds left. Looks like he's made a clutch play to win that football game. 
we all know how that one turned out. So I think that it's also a tell of this team and how much they improved throughout this season when you look at a game earlier in the year in that Houston game, a game that was kind of shaping up to finish similar in the way that this one did. But this time, West Virginia finds a way to get it done, and that's an improvement versus what happened earlier in the season for sure. But let's talk a little bit about some of the specifics. I think obviously West Virginia in the first half looked like they were going to run away with this football game. Say for the two kick returns for Baylor, it could have been 27-0 to West Virginia up at halftime of this football game. But we know that's not the way it happened because of Richard Reese's great performance in the second quarter there for Baylor. West Virginia, you know, got up in this game. They finally looked like they were looking to, you know, take control of it, up 10 to nothing. They kick the ball off to Richard Reese, and then he breaks a couple tackles, hits the sideline, and takes off for a 96-yard kickoff return touchdown. And at that point, it was 10-7 West Virginia. So you're thinking, okay, let's go back down, score real quick, and go back up 10 again and take back control of this football game, regain momentum, and we're okay. West Virginia does just that. They get the ball back, and Jaheim White goes over 100 yards rushing just there at the beginning of the second quarter. So in just a little over one quarter of play, he was having a great football game. He got banged up later on in this game, and so I think that's why some of his rushing struggles came in the second half. But he certainly made big plays when West Virginia needed him late in this football game. More on that in a bit. But then we got our first sighting of Hudson Clement, who would have a great performance in this football game. Four really big catches for West Virginia. This was probably the first of those big catches on a 35-yard fade ball that converted a third and four for West Virginia on that drive. West Virginia would then utilize a beautifully designed quarterback keeper to Garrett Green, fake it to Jaheim White, got Rodney Gallagher in motion, but then you bring Cole Taylor across the formation. He lead blocks, and Garrett Green goes virtually untouched for a 23-yard touchdown run. West Virginia's back up 10. We think, okay, here we go. The Mountaineers are going to take control of this football game. But guess what? They had to go back out and kick off the football yet again. And yet again, lightning struck twice in this football game because it's Richard Reese catching the ball, hitting the sideline, and going untouched this time. 93-yard kickoff return touchdown, back-to-back kick return touchdowns. Don't think I've ever seen that from one player in the same game. So shout-out to Richard Reese for doing that in this game. But on the other side of that, West Virginia really is going to have to improve. Kickoff coverage is going to have to be a focus this offseason. It's been a sore spot throughout this season. We saw it hurt him against Houston nearly came back to bite him in this game but luckily West Virginia would find a way to right the ship in this football game and even later on in this quarter West Virginia gives up those big kick return touchdowns the Mountaineers out a field goal of their own they're up by six as Baylor misses a field goal attempt there late in the second quarter that could have made this a three-point football game instead the Mountaineers get the football back with a minute 46 left in the half on their own 26 yard line and this would be the first of two successful two-minute drills for Garrett Green in this football game, and the Mountaineers will put together a successful drive here. Something they've done a great job of this season is working in two-minute offense. Leads you to wonder if next year maybe playing a little bit more up-tempo could be in the cards for this offense. We'll see what happens there, but West Virginia executes this two-minute drive as Garrett Green completes passes to Cole Taylor, then to Preston Fox, then scrambles himself down to the one-yard line, and then runs it in behind a lead block for C.J. West Virginia scores just before the half takes a 13-point lead into the half, and they had a pretty much dominant first half, over 200 yards rushing in the first half, nearly 350 yards of total offense, while holding Baylor under 100 yards of total offense, a lot of that due to the fact that Baylor's offense was barely on the field in that first half of play, so it looked like, okay, we gave up a couple kick return touchdowns, but West Virginia has been dominating this football game. We should, you know, 
continue to do that in the second half and pull away in this game. I'm sure that's what a lot of Mountaineer fans were thinking at halftime of this one due to how the first half transpired. But the only problem with that was West Virginia allowed Baylor to stick in this football game. They go into the break only down two scores, getting the football after halftime, knowing if they score, they've got a chance to stay in this football game. So by allowing those two kick return touchdowns, it gave Baylor some confidence. And I think it's a big reason this ended up being a four-quarter football game that came down to the very wire that West Virginia, you know, lost focus in, I think, a lot of the second half of this football game. And luckily for us as Mountaineer fans, they were able to regain focus there on that final drive when they desperately needed it. But speaking of focus, you guys who follow along here at the Country Roads webcast know I've enjoyed my coffee. You know, I've always been one of those morning to night type coffee drinkers could drink it from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. But the only problem with it was, you know, I was pretty much just going through the motions with it. It really didn't provide me any benefits anymore at this point. So luckily for me, I found a product that has allowed me to reap a lot of those benefits that I thought I was getting from coffee. I've actually found them in this productivity shot, just a little two ounce productivity shot. I've been taking it every day, once a day. Really, you know, I've been taking it for about three or four days now, I believe. And I've really noticed the benefits of it in a big way, whether it's, you know, recording here, editing, you know, I've sped it up my editing time. I think it's a lot quicker for me. I can maintain focus for longer periods of time while I'm editing videos here on the channel. Just everything seems to be a lot smoother, especially in terms of energy. I can actually feel an energy boost as opposed to coffee. Like I said, not really ever getting those benefits from it. I certainly get it here from Magic Mind. And an even better part about it is that it's better for me health-wise as well. Uh, Magic Mind contains all natural ingredients. I mean, it's matcha, it's ashwagandha, lion's mane, mushrooms, so much more. So I can't encourage you enough to check this out for yourself. Magic Mind has made a big difference for me here on the Country Roads webcast, and I actually have an exclusive link here that I can provide you guys with that will give you a 50% off a subscription to Magic Mind or 20% off a one-time purchase with our exclusive code here on the Country Roads webcast. You can get it at magicmind.com slash country roads and the code is confidential 20 and you can use that code if you've never had magic mind before but if you already are using magic mind and have a subscription there our code there confidential 20 will still get you a discount off of your next subscription payment i've even shared this stuff with my wife guys as well because i was raving about it she wanted to see what all the fuss is about she's been using it for a few days now as well and she really has been saying that she's had a great boost of energy she said she's been getting more things done at work and she said what it really has done mainly for her is that it's really allowed her to you know increase her attention span that's something that she had dealt with in the past and she feels like this has really helped boosted her in that area as well so can't recommend it enough guys and if you want to score yours one more time go ahead and check out our link there magicmind.com slash country roads the link will be in the video description here on the country roads webcast channel and remember the code confidential 20 to get 56% off a subscription or to get 20% off a one-time purchase here on the country roads webcast. And speaking of scoring, luckily West Virginia was able to find a way to do just that on the final drive of the football game. West Virginia holds Baylor. Baylor kicks a field goal. Looks like they're going to go up seven. And the best that West Virginia would be able to hope for from there would be to tie this football game. But fortunately, the football gods were on the Mountaineer side in this game. And West Virginia was overdue for that to happen. Baylor misses the field goal. And West Virginia has hope in this football game. Yet again, they've had a terrible second half. But if they can put together one scoring drive, it's not going to be easy. With a minute and 14 seconds left and no timeouts, but Garrett Green trots out on the field and perfectly executes it for West Virginia. 
after they move down the field, get a big pass to Hudson Clement, who makes a phenomenal catch. Like I said, he had a great game in this one. And then Garrett Green with a couple of heady scrambles, one on which he gets out of bounds to stop the clock. The other, he gets the first down, which stops the clock under two minutes in the fourth quarter of the football game. And then West Virginia lines up, you know, on that run, Jaheim White had a good play on a blitz protection for Garrett Green. And then a couple of plays later, he's lined up beside Garrett Green, the motion him out left. And I'm thinking in my head, that's kind of odd. You know, Baylor's going to send some pressure here. West Virginia's obviously going to have to pass the football. Wonder why they're doing that. About that time, you see Jaheim White head up the sideline, up the rail, matched up with the linebacker. The safety goes over, shades the switch route instead of coming over the top for the wheel to help cover Jaheim. It's wide open. Garrett Green drops it right in the bucket. Jaheim White catches it with 23 seconds left. It's a 29-yard West Virginia touchdown, and the Mountaineers win this football game 34-31. to Wasn't pretty all the way. Like I said earlier in the episode, maybe you snatched victory out of the jaws of defeat, but it's glad that it went that way instead of the other way around that we saw it go earlier in this season. So can't say enough about this team's resolve and guys like Garrett Green and the clutch factor that he showed on that drive. And how about the other guys that were making plays? Hudson Clement, Jaheim White, both those guys are freshmen. So leads a lot of potential and a lot of expectations for next season, I think, when you look at some of the pieces West Virginia returns on this offense that made that game-winning drive that allowed West Virginia to secure their eighth win of the season, most wins in over five years here at WVU, six conference wins, only the third time they've ever done that since joining the Big 12. So very successful, not the way we wanted to see it happen in this game against Baylor. I think we were hoping it looked a little bit more like the first half, save for the kick returns. Instead, it's a close one. West Virginia has to execute a game-winning drive, but the bright side is they're able to do just that. They show their resiliency one more time and go down and win this football game. And shout out to Zach Frazier as well. I know he suffered the injury on the Mountaineers' final drive there, but you know he did it. His final play of a mount as a Mountaineer is carrying Hudson Clement across the first down marker, so the clock can stop there. As I said, you know, stopping under two minutes when you get a first down. But the most heady play that he made, obviously, was finding a way to get off the football field because if he goes down there with an injury, West Virginia has no timeouts. It's a 10-second runoff. Zach Frazier, such a good football player, so smart that he knows that, makes his way off the field. He's going to be out for West Virginia's bowl game, but hopefully, it's not a long-term injury that will harm his NFL future. And Zach Frazier certainly deserves to have a long and outstanding NFL career. One of the best centers to ever play at West Virginia and a fitting into his career there, going out sacrificing himself for his team. And West Virginia executes the game-winning drive after it as Brandon Yates comes in, slides over to center, and shout out to him as well. Excellent performance on that game-winning drive in which a lot of Mountaineer players stepped up and stepped up in a big way. And I think that just goes to show you this team right here, these guys, this group of guys that West Virginia has, they will play for each other. They will fight for one another. We've seen that time and time again throughout this season. So now it becomes the important time of keeping this nucleus together, going out this offseason, adding the transfer pieces that you need, and going and competing for a Big 12 conference title next year. That's the goal now when you finish this season with eight wins. So that's just kind of my takeaways from this game Crazy game, roller coaster ride of a season finale for West Virginia, but ultimately it ends positively for us here that are Mountaineer fans. And very excited about that. West Virginia wins at 34 to 31 over Baylor. But let's take a look at some of the numbers from this game, do a team stat review and an individual stat review as we move on throughout here on episode 183 of the CRW podcast. All right, getting into the numbers here. West Virginia outgains Baylor in terms of first downs, 
23 picked up for the Mountaineers versus 17 for the Bears. Third down efficiency on offense. It was an issue a lot on this year for West Virginia, so I think that that is certainly something they'll look to improve on probably for the bowl game, but definitely throughout the offseason. Three of 10 in this game. They hold Baylor to four of 12 on third downs, but the Bears do go two of two on fourth down. Unfortunately, West Virginia 0 of one on their lone attempt in which they failed a quarterback sneak there in the fourth quarter of this game. Total yards, West Virginia 519. Another strong performance for West Virginia offensively, particularly there in the first half where they did a lot of this damage. But you see when West Virginia really can uh, execute, they can really be in a dangerous team as we saw here through the latter portion of this football season. That continued in this game and the balance continued as well. Uh, 334 total yards for Baylor and Speaking of West Virginia's balance, you see it there, 269 yards passing, 250 yards rushing. Doesn't get much better than that. Baylor managed 215 through the air and 119 on the ground. Both teams averaging an identical 10.8 yards per pass. Both teams running the ball 37 times, but West Virginia averaging 7 yards per carry compared to the 3 yards per carry for Baylor. Five penalties for West Virginia for 55 yards. And some of them were actually costly in this game, which hasn't been the norm for this West Virginia team throughout most of the season. They've been very disciplined. Hopefully that continues in the bowl game. Five for 50 for Baylor. No turnovers for either team, actually. A clean game in terms of that. And the craziest stat here to me is that Baylor comes out with the advantage in time of possession. 31 minutes to 29 after West Virginia absolutely dominated that in the first half. I think it was from about four minutes left in the first quarter until five minutes left in the second quarter. Baylor's offense did not touch the field during that sequence, so it was a long time for them off the field in the first quarter, but just shows how things flipped in the second half of the football game and Baylor turned to dominating it up until the final 90 seconds or so there when West Virginia was finally able to execute offensively and put together the game-winning drive. But there's a look at the team statistics. Let's take a look at the individual numbers from this game now. For the Mountaineers, Garrett Green, 16 of 25, 269 yards and two touchdowns through the air. Another great performance from him, and he really strung together a lot of them here to end the season, save for probably that game against Oklahoma where he had the one setback. But I think that's going to be an anomaly going forward, and a lot of these other contests we've seen will be more of the norm next season. And we could be talking about a quarterback that's one of the top in the conference next year for West Virginia as he adds 103 yards rushing and two touchdowns to that number as well. And then Jaheim White, second consecutive start for him, 17 carries, 133 yards, did a lot of that damage in the first half prior to being banged up a little bit, but was healthy enough to, of course, secure the game-winning catch there as well. And then you get five carries, 23 yards for C.J. Donaldson, who finished the year, unfortunately, not 100%, but hopefully West Virginia can get him up healthy and ready for the bowl game, and he can perform well, and you get your dynamic duo back at 100%. That would be dangerous for the Mountaineers. But looking at the receiving numbers, Hudson Clement, as I stated throughout the takeaways there, really impressed in this football game. Four catches for 80 yards. Cole Taylor adds four catches of his own, 64 yards. And then three catches, 51 yards for Preston Fox. And how could I fail to mention Preston Fox on West Virginia's late drive there at the end of the game when they were really needing to score? Preston Fox absolutely sacrificed his body for a big catch for West Virginia. They wouldn't score on that drive, but it still was a big play. It led to them being able to flip the field on Baylor there in the second half. But everything I said there about Zach Frazier in the end of his career could be the same said about Preston Fox in the end of his regular season for West Virginia. That would be the final play he would be on the field would be that 29-yard reception. But he completely laid out and sacrificed his body, and hopefully 
He recovers and is okay moving forward as well. Three catches, 51 yards for him. Two catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown for Traylon Ray. I think that he's really going to be special for West Virginia next season. And how about Jaheim White making plays in the receiving game in back-to-back games for West Virginia? The longest play of the season last week with a 75-yard touchdown. And then this week he adds on to that with the game-winning clutch 29-yard receiving touchdown. And then Rodney Gallagher rounds out the offensive numbers with two catches for seven yards. Flipping over to the Mountaineer defense, I won't read off all of these. You guys that are tuned into the video version can see them here on the screen if you want to look at more of them. I'll try and name off some of the standouts for you guys there on the audio side. And as I mentioned that, I want to encourage you guys tuned into the video version, whether you're watching on the Country Roads webcast YouTube channel or there on the web at wvsportsnow.com. Do us a favor, hit that thumbs up button. Giving us a like on this video really helps its performance and future video performances here on the channel as well. And if you're a West Virginia fan, be sure hit that subscribe button. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer sports content out to Mountaineer Nation. And if you're tuned in on the audio side, which you can find on any podcast platform, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, you name it, just search Country Roads Webcast. Leave us a rating and review. That helps us there. And just share us around with other West Virginia fans that you may know. But getting into the defensive numbers to round out our stats from this game, Ben Cutter leads the team in tackles with 10 total. Great to see him come along here in his true freshman season. Aubrey Burke, six tackles, one sack, one TFL. Going to be an absolute dominant force in college football next season. I truly believe when he gets the season fully healthy next year, hopefully to play the entire year. And then Lee Koba, four tackles in this game. Just wanted to not fail to mention him here just because hate to see his Mountaineer career here and He's one of those guys that you wish you had here for his entire, you know, four years of college football, but was really fun having him here for these final two as the West Virginia Mike linebacker. And then Jared Bartlett, one sack and one TFL. And then Eddie V. Seems like he's been getting held all season, hasn't gotten a lot of those calls, but, you know, he's just steady Eddie, as we like to call him here, and made plays in this game, one sack and one TFL for him. And then you get a TFL apiece for Mike Lockhart and Jalen Thornton. Jalen Thornton with a very strong end to his season here as well. West Virginia finishes the game with three sacks and five TFLs on Baylor, and the West Virginia defense played a lot better in the first half than it did in the second. Hopefully we see a West Virginia defense in the bowl game that resembles that first half defense against Baylor, but all in all, West Virginia does just enough to steal the win in Waco, 34-31 to over the Bears. West Virginia closes out 2023, 8-4 overall, and 6-3 and in the Big 12 Conference. All right, so there's some takeaways and a stat overview for the final game of the West Virginia football season, but there sure were some other games happening around the Big 12 Conference here in the final week of the college football season, and we were waiting to see who would wind up in the Big 12 Conference Championship game. We now, of course, know that answer thanks to these results. So let's take a look at it here as we recap the final regular season week of Big 12 Conference action here in our final segment as we wrap with our look around the Big 12. All right, so a couple Friday games, which... Both were, you know, more or less blowouts, one of which was a shootout-style blowout, and that was obviously TCU and Oklahoma. Final score, the Sooners outlast the Horn Frogs 69-45 to there in Norman. Oklahoma's offense explodes there, as does the Red River rival 
Texas in the rivalry game there. Against the Red Raiders, they certainly wanted to make a statement. You know, a lot has been made about Brett Yormark's uh, comments prior to this season about hopefully Texas Tech beating Texas. Uh, I think that Texas even had those uh, playing in their locker room is what I've heard. And Texas certainly appeared like a motivated football team on Friday night. Handled Texas Tech easily by 50 points, 57-7 to there in Austin. Texas locks up their spot in the Big 12 Conference title game as they continue to pursue a potential college football playoff spot as well. They're going to try and make an argument for that if they find a way to win the Big 12 Conference title game. Speaking of that Big 12 Conference title game, let's not bury the lead here. Oklahoma State gets it done in overtime. It takes overtime for them to beat BYU. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming, but they actually came from behind to be able to do this to reach this Big 12 Conference title game and win this game 40-34 to in overtime over BYU as this was a game that Oklahoma State trailed 24 to 6 in at halftime, but they wake up in the second half. Mike Gundy must have gave a rousing halftime speech there because it's a completely different Cowboys team there in the second half. They refocus and they find a way to reach that Big 12 Conference title game where they'll meet Texas here this coming Saturday. It'll be the Longhorns versus the Cowboys. So that's the result there in Stillwater that finally lets us know what our Big 12 Conference title game will be as it's been a bit of a logjam within the Big 12 Conference race this year, as we well know. But moving on throughout the results here from Saturday, UCF defeats Houston 27-13 to and Tough loss there for what was now formerly the fighting Dana Holgerson's. Yes, if you haven't heard yet, Dana Holgerson fired by Houston following that football game here and following the end of the regular season there for the Cougars. So they're searching for a new head coach following the 27-13 to loss to UCF. And I think, uh, don't sleep on UCF. I think that they're going to be pretty good in this uh, new Big 12 moving forward once they get their uh, feet under them here in this conference. Of course, talked about the Mountaineers defeating the Baylor Bears 34-31. to How about Kansas going into Cincinnati and absolutely demolishing the Bearcats 49 to 16. And then our Big 12 game of the week here in our final week of the regular season on the CRW podcast was Iowa State and Kansas State. How could it not be Farmageddon? Thought it would be a good one, but was not expecting a shootout. And I don't believe anyone else was either. But that's what we get there in Manhattan. And how about the Iowa State Cyclones and the season they've had this year? Finished the year at 7-5, and five, right up there in the top of the Big 12 Conference standings. And certainly not a lot of people saw that coming following the gambling scandal preseason and definitely, you know, following the early season upset that they suffered to the Ohio Bobcats. But they completely right the ship, turn things around and really get going and hit their stride here late season, culminating with this win over Kansas State. I didn't see it coming for the Cyclones, but shout out to Matt Campbell and those guys. And of course, Rocco Beck, a Mountaineer legacy player, quarterbacking the Cyclones this successful season, but they really big played Kansas State to death here to win this Farmageddon game. And running back Abu Sama was the star of the show and may be a player to be reckoned with in the Big 12 in the future. 276 rushing yards, and he added three touchdowns to go along with it. Big play after big play, and Iowa State comes out on top of Kansas State in Farmageddon here to wrap up the Big 12 regular season. 42-35 to in our game of the week here on episode 184 of the CRW podcast.
So there you have it, Mountaineer Nation. Some takeaways on the West Virginia win that they find a way to miraculously steal at the end from the Baylor Bears to secure their eighth win of the season overall and their sixth win in the Big 12 Conference, complete with a stat overview from that game. And then, of course, had to recap some of these other Big 12 Conference games. But how are you feeling about the final regular season game for West Virginia and this season as a whole? You know, most wins in over five years for West Virginia, only the third time you've secured six wins within the Big 12 Conference, and you've done it with some explosive rushing offense. West Virginia finishes the year number three in the nation in rushing offense, but number one in the country among Power 5 teams. And the last time West Virginia did that was way back in 2007. They also finished number two in the nation in sacks allowed. So great job by the West Virginia offensive line this year. And the offense in general really took a turn for the best. If West Virginia can find some pieces and improve some things defensively, we could be talking about a scary team next season that I feel like could compete for a Big 12 conference title. But what are your all's thoughts? Would love to hear those both on this game and the future of West Virginia football as things appear a little bit brighter here at the end of 2023 than they have at the end of any other regular season in recent memory. So be sure, share those with us in the comments there. We appreciate those interactions as we continue to try and grow the Country Roads webcast community throughout Mountaineer Nation. And although the regular season is ending, the episodes won't be stopping from us here. We'll still try and release at least one weekly, and there will be plenty of things to cover, of course, with the bowl game being one of those, but you're definitely talking transfer portal season, recruiting season, signing day, all kinds of things coming up. So stay tuned to us here at the Country Roads webcast. And a great way to find out when we'll be releasing our next podcast episode is by following us on social media there on X at WVU Country Roads or on Facebook and Instagram. We're just Country Roads webcast. Appreciate you guys to tune into this one, whether it's on our channel or on the web there at WVSportsNow.com where you'll find all kinds of great Mountaineer sports content. So be sure Check them out over there as well. And we appreciate you guys tuning in here to episode 184 that celebrates 8-4 West Virginia here on our Baylor Review and Reaction episode of the Country Roads webcast. Having said that, as always, I'm Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go Mountaineer. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those...